often people think that the circumstances drive their results and that things that are completely outside of their control dictate what they're going to get. And the truth is, is that many circumstances and facts are completely outside of your control. And if you're looking only to them, you won't actually get to the result that you want. Think about some of the times when there have been real estate slumps and there have been where people look to, uh, you know, politics, who's in office, what's going on in the government, what's going on in the industry. And what you find during those times is a lot of the agents get caught up in what's happening and they, they lose focus on managing their own thoughts around what's happening so that they can get to their results. It's this idea that you take personal responsibility for everything that you think. Hello and welcome to The Agent Podcast with your host, that's me, Raymond Sholseth. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to the show. My special guest today is Jen Grosso from New Brunswick, New Jersey. And you weren't always a mindset coach, right? I was not, no. I started out my career actually as an attorney and then it developed from there. (laughs) And you were also part owner in a brokerage, yes? I was, I was. I started out as an attorney and then I had an opportunity to buy in and be a, a part owner in a real estate brokerage. And it was a really good time to do that. And I was really excited about it. And that was my first uh, entree into entrepreneurship. And it was really, really fun. So when you did that, did you realize that you were starting a business or, or like how, how, what did you understand about real estate and the fact that you actually own a business as an agent or as a brokerage owner, which are two different things, but what are yeah. your thoughts on that? Yeah, they're definitely two different things. And I didn't, I knew at the time that I was very busy with my legal career, but I always knew or I had learned very early on that getting into the real estate game was a really smart decision. And I wanted, and I wanted to be involved in some way. And I knew that there were multiple options. I knew it could be an investor, it could, you know, be you know, explore options in being a brokerage owner. I could even do something in terms of real estate, um, you know, being an agent. And what happened was I was approached by someone to say, you know, we're looking for people to come in and invest in the brokerage and be a part owner. And when it was put out in front of me and I got to look at what their business plan was, and it was a good time in the market. It was before 2006. <laughs> and, uh, and there was an, a lot of opportunity for growth. And there was, I really liked the other owners that, and I, we shared so many of the same core values. And when I looked at what they had done already in terms of their plan, it was a no-brainer for me to get involved and get to learn about entrepreneurship on that level in a partnership like that. And so it really served a number of purposes for me. And I did, I did really see it as the opportunity to get in as a business and explore entrepreneurship. So it was fun. So how long were you part of that brokerage, Jen? I was part of that brokerage for just about three years. Okay. So in those three years, what did you learn about real estate agents just getting started in their businesses? What I learned about real estate agents just getting started is that they do need support for sure. 
They need to learn about, they need to learn about some business concepts in general that sales are really important for them to understand and that they need to be patient for sure. Uh, that patience is really, really important. So, okay, let's talk about patience for a minute. <laughs> yeah. How can we frame that, right? If you say, hey, oh, you're a new agent? Yeah, you need to be patient. What does that mean? It means you need to, so what that means for me, especially now as a mindset coach, is that you have to be prepared for the growth process. And, and honestly, that happens for, and have a growth, and adopt a growth mindset. Whenever we're starting out on something, whether it's entrepreneurship or being an agent, where you really are a micro entrepreneur as an agent as well, you really have your own book of business that you're building. You have to give yourself the opportunity to learn the ropes, to, to seek out as much knowledge and information as possible. And you have to give yourself some patience and grace around the fact that it may take you a little bit of time to come into your own and really understand the process and be able to develop yourself. And you can't see, you can't see things as big failures that that stop you, you have to see everything that doesn't go quite exactly your way or the way that you thought it might as an opportunity to learn and build upon so that you can keep going forward and be persistent and get better and better, incrementally better all the time. So I love the fact that you owned a brokerage and, you know, I'm involved in all these Facebook groups, right? New agent uh -huh. mastermind, new agent, real estate agent, all these different groups. And I see the yeah. same thing over and over again, right? People get their license, they choose a brokerage and they're like, boom, how do I generate leads? And they expect a transaction tomorrow. Right. Being that you owned a brokerage, like how did you deal with that with agents? What was the message that you would relay to them that like, hey, it's okay to have patience and it is going to take time to build and develop your business. Like what was, what were some of the common things that maybe you talked about or that came up? Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that really came up was how important it was for them to partner up with others and not try to assume that they could run solo and that they would have to run solo. And so that they should be seeking out opportunities where they could collaborate and learn from others, almost like a mentorship. And that would help them grow faster and speedier. And then if they just tried to do it on their own. We also tried to talk with them about being realistic about the amount of time that it would take to really build their business and that they should expect, that they should not only expect that there would be a lead in time, and that that could take months or even up to a year, that they should also be smart about banking their own money. And, and as, as they had, because sometimes that was always the fun one is where they would get, they would have a hit quickly yeah. and, you know, something would go well. And then they would, and then they would be really heartbroken about it not happening again. And for a while, know, right. Right. And, and to have, so it was really about setting up expectations about, mm about how they needed to look at this as a long-term investment in an ultimate career that could really pay off for them if they had the grit and persistence and could manage their mindset around it. And so I'll go back to when I said, we would talk to them about their finances and about being smart about their finances in the beginning, 
is to set aside some money for, you know, whatever marketing they were doing on their own, in addition to what the brokerage was doing, but also setting aside some for taxes and, and for a rainy day that that would give them at least a little bit more of a sense of stability and safety for those dry spells that they should expect might come at certain times. I love that. Important facts. Yeah. I see it time and time again that new agents, since they, a lot of them don't, and it's not their fault, right? Because you go to real estate school, they teach you to get your license, you get your license, and then you're on your own. Hopefully you find an amazing brokerage or a mentor that can help you. But there's still this business element that I've met agents that are two, three, four years in, they've never seen a CPA or talked to a CPA and, you know, they don't have structure. They don't have, they're not keeping track of mileage. They don't understand their write-offs, all these different things relevant to the business structure and what's trying to be done to actually build that business. Like you said, that, that micro business, if you will. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And and one of the things that I do with the, with regardless of what kind of a business that I'm coaching, and it really applies to agents as well. And it's something that we worked with the agents back when we owned the brokerage, they, it is such a benefit to you and will relieve an incredible amount of your stress. If you start systematizing what you're doing early, any good business is really centered around systematizing things so that you can be more efficient. So anything that you know that you're doing on a regular basis, you should be keeping track of it and trying to do it in the same way and improving that over time. So a lot of people wait right until they're two or three years in, and then they're trying to go back and figure out what they've been doing, what worked. But if you can get someone into the mindset that they are building a really strong foundation right from the ground up as they're learning and they can start writing out, all right, this is, these are the steps of what I'm going to do when I'm going out and looking for leads for listings, for example. And that might look different for the, for um, their process of dealing with a customer that they're taking out to show them various, you know, residential or commercial properties. Like, what are all of the processes they, they do that they do, or how they take um, how they take a client through um, their customer journey with them? What does that look like? And I always highly recommend that they start out with very simple checklists that they keep handwritten. So that they can evaluate after they're after they're going out in those initial stages where they have more time and they can sit back and assess and evaluate and say, you know, what went well, what didn't go well, how could I make this a little bit better the next time? And that self-assessment is part of building the systems and also managing your mindset. Which goes back to patience, right? Circling back to patience of being patient with yourself. Right, right. And that first layer, that strong foundation is 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 all about that growth, that long-term trajectory of your career. And what's interesting about that though is I think an awful lot of agents are and I love this about them. They have that fire in their belly and they're very they just want to go. They just want to get directly into momentum and Something that's developed for me as a mindset coach and working with lots of entrepreneurs who have that that drive, they just want to go and they want to gear it up as fast as possible, that sometimes that's a recipe for burning yourself out. And that's part of the reason that people can fail in a way that has them failing so big 
that their mindset gets the best of them. And then they, they either back off or they completely walk away, whether it's walk away from being an agent or, you know, whatever business they have. Burnout's a contributor to that. And some of the things that will help you is getting into that growth mindset that I have to be patient, that this is going to be, uh, you know, it, it may go up, but there's certainly going to be dips in what you're doing. And those dips are actually opportunities to work on strengthening your foundation, building your foundation, increasing your learning, increasing your reach outs for mentorship. So not your reach outs aren't only for, for leads. Your reach outs are also looking for those people who are generous with their with their process and generous with what they're doing. And are there opportunities for you to even um, even join up or joint venture with certain other agents as well. What are it's thinking about it, it with that with that idea that you are building over time is going to help you quite a bit. I love that. So that's a good segue into something I've heard you say a lot in our groups and shared conversations is yeah. thoughts equal results. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So tell me about the thoughts of a real estate agent and how those manifest or how those equal, you know, their results. You know, we, I think we've covered a little bit about it, but I'd like to go a little deeper if you don't mind. Oh, no, absolutely. So really the idea is very often people think that the circumstances drive their results and that, and that things that are completely outside of their control dictate what they're going to get. And the truth is, is that circumstance, many circumstances and facts are completely outside of your control. And if you're looking only to them, you won't actually get to the result that you want. So a really great example would be, um, think about some of the times when there have been real estate slumps and there have been where people look to, um, you know, politics, who's in office, what's going on in the government, what's going on in the industry. And what you find during those times is a lot of the agents get caught up in what's happening and they, they lose focus on managing their own thoughts around what's happening so that they can get to their results and so that they can have that longevity in their career and they can continue on despite whatever circumstances are going on that are outside of their control. So it's, it's this idea that you take personal responsibility for everything that you think. And you don't have to believe everything that you think. For example, if there's an industry, if there's an industry-wide slump in the market, the market is in a downturn phase. You can you can assume that that means you can think that that means well the market has turned down. I'm not going to make any money. I should probably go look for another job to supplement my income. Agents that do that do better and manage their mindset still look at what are my opportunities? What's a better thought for me to think that will get me to the result that I will still have? I will still be able to reach out to leads who are looking to buy in this market and take advantage. So sometimes that might be, all right, what's a better thought for me might be, I need to shift who I'm reaching out to. So if my in a hotter market, my leads looked a certain way, I might need to pivot my thoughts. And then this is where it becomes important. Your thoughts and your beliefs, why they matter so much is your thoughts and your beliefs drive how you start to feel on the inside. 
right? So if you have thoughts like the market's done, I can't do anything about it, I'm giving up, this is stressful, I'm anxious, you're not likely, those are your feelings around it, is, you know, defeatism, anxiety, stress, you're less likely to take actions that would get you to pivot and go towards another opportunity in a market like that and to reach out to others. So that would be a good example of it. So it's your thoughts and your beliefs, how you are thinking about whatever circumstances exist and the result that you wanna reach. They'll generate a feeling. So if your thoughts are, what opportunities exist for me that I can uniquely you know, jump on here? What do they look like? That's more likely to have you start to feel excited or interested or curious. Curious curiosity is a great feeling, like a great thing. Like what can I can I feel curious about how I could expand in this particular market? Almost make it like a game for myself. That's going to put you into an elevated emotional state that will make it easier for you to take great actions for exploring how you can pivot in a market that might not be as beneficial or as easy. And then you are, you're more likely to reach the results that you're looking for. Okay, so I think I have a great question for you. Good. I see a ton of posts out there from new agents that joined a brokerage and they are not getting the support they were promised. They're not getting the training they were promised. They're not getting the mentor they were promised. And then it's, should I leave this brokerage? Should I join another brokerage? Hey, which brokerage are you guys with? Do you get A, B, and C? What would you say to that person about what they're thinking and where they're at? What I would say to that person is, does it serve you to think that the key to your success is what brokerage you're in? If your thoughts are that the key to your success is is totally reliant on something outside of your control, that won't serve you in the end. Because even brokerage, and I can say this um, even for jobs that I had in the past, I went into I went into jobs that appeared completely aligned, and then there's a shift in management and things change and they move. So our circumstances can always change on us. And it's really how we manage our mindset. So if you go in with the idea and the thought and the belief that you are capable of finding the support that you need or, or gearing up and, and going in and saying, this is sometimes it's, it's about going into the brokerage and saying, I'm not getting the support that I need, or this is the support that would help me reach this. And this is why then, then you're managing your thoughts around the kind of support that you're getting. Also, it's, it's, do I need to be with this brokerage or do I need to change? Maybe they might, but what if you can get curious about your thoughts? And if you thought, I don't need the brokerage to provide X, Y, or Z for me, I can still pivot my actions to still create the leads that I want to create that will get me you know, to the commissions that I want to make and what have you. And while I'm doing that, I can also manage my thoughts around, do I want to look for a better opportunity for an environment where I feel like I can thrive? And what does that really look like? Sometimes, though, it really is a change of perception around the environment that you're in. Sometimes you don't 
Sometimes you need to leave. Sometimes you don't need to leave. But I think too often people are quick to say, it must not be me. It must not be how I'm thinking. It must not be how I'm feeling. It must not be my actions. It must be what they didn't do. So I would say to any anyone at all, and, and real estate agents as well, the second you need to sit back and evaluate your own thoughts is when you think your results are dependent on someone else. Whether that's a broker, um, any like I said, you know, politicians, anyone outside of you, if you think that's where your results are coming from, it's a flag for you to sit back and go, oh, wait, let me really assess what I'm thinking here. And could I think something better that would have me taking better actions that would still have me moving ahead in my career? That is gold, right? Like that, that is gold. For anybody out there listening, like if you take anything away from this, not to discount what we'll be talking about later, but <laughs> that is gold, right? Just really understanding the consequence of you. I think that, I, I don't know, for, for me, yeah. that's huge. It is one of the things, so I read a book uh, by Darren Hardy, who was the editor in chief of Success Magazine, and he wrote a book called The Compound Effect. I, yeah, love, I read that. I love that book. It is a great book, and and the part in the book that just it just was like like a wake up call. I wanted to say like a punch to the gut or a slap in the face, but it was more like a bucket of ice water. Of hey, wake up, wake up to the fact that you have to take personal responsibility for everything. And when you do that, when you take personal responsibility for everything, including what you think, and maybe most importantly, what you think, especially what, yeah, what you think that is where freedom lies. Then you are not a slave to the job, the boss, the broker, the market, the politicians, what have you, it doesn't matter. It, or, or, you know, the people in your life. That's when you get to decide you are responsible. You're responsible for what you do. You're responsible for what you think. You're also responsible for how you react and think about what all of those circumstances I mentioned, right? So even, and I keep talking about other people as th those are the kinds of things that are the circumstances outside of our control, Let's think about other things like big national disasters or a weather disaster, right? Who are we blaming, you know, who are we blaming the weather disaster on? But if you're in, if, and it's terrible, like what's happening right now in certain places, like if they have a, you know, Ida is wreaking havoc down in New Orleans as we're, right. we're talking. And that's definitely going to impact people. Those that do better in the days and weeks and months come as we as we get out of this you know whatever destruction that Ida provides you know does down there it's going to be how they think about and react and take responsibility for their life and their actions moving forward to that situation because there will be people who will absolutely um, succumb to the pressures and that circumstance because they will think that that's the most important part. When in truth, the most important part is how you think about and how you think about what's happened and the circumstances that happened and the fact that there was destruction from Ida and maybe what the, maybe that destroyed your your physical business in New Orleans and how you think about that will 
determine how you feel and the types of actions you have and whether or not you'll be able to move forward. We saw this like crazy with COVID as well. There were people who saw it as the world was coming to an end. It might've been, you know, we, we were going to turn into Will Smith and I am legend any day, right? It, everything. And they just sat back and, you know, threw their hands up and said, you know, this is terrible. And a lot of people suffered as well, but there were a tremendous number of people who decided to take personal responsibility for what they thought manage their emotions and start taking actions and try actions out. Like it's not that you'll think something and feel a certain way and automatically take the right action. That's going to get you the right result. It's you're going to think one of the thoughts. That's a great thought for anyone is I trust myself to continue taking the actions until I get to the right result, to continue testing out different area, different ways that I could be acting as I'm moving forward that might get me to my results. So for example, I said, if we're in a place where there's a down market and you know that you need to pivot who you're reaching out to for your leads, you might have two or three ideas about leads that you might want to market to. And you can test them out. I'm going to see how this works. I'm going to see how this strategy works with group A. I'm going to see how this strategy works with group B. And I'm going to see how this strategy works with group C. You know, maybe two of them hit, probably only one will hit. And that's how, and that's where the growth mindset, this idea that I'm not going to let failures or perceived failures hold me back. I'm just going to see them as opportunities for growth and learning lessons so that I can adjust my behavior and continue to move towards the ultimate outcome that I want, the ultimate result that I want. Well, in making that decision and doing it, not when convenient, but regardless. Absolutely. Always. Always defaulting back. Always default back to... Is what I'm thinking right now going to serve me towards getting to the outcome that I want? And it never serves you to focus on things that are outside of your control because you can't do anything about them. Right. And and so if, if something is completely outside of your control, for example, I'll use the New Orleans example, your physical, your physical property has completely gone under and been washed away by, by a hurricane. Um, you, you, that's been done. That's done. So now what do I need to think about that so that I get to my, my ultimate result? Maybe your outcome, your ultimate result is that you continue to have a business that thrives. And so a growth mindset looks for the opportunities. It looks for what, and maybe it looks for assistance. Maybe it looks for help. It looks for who can help me through this. Maybe it's my insurance agent who will help walk me through the process. Maybe, and this does not suggest even for one second that any of this is easy. Sometimes it requires late nights. And some of the thoughts you manage around that is, I trust myself to be able to find and research the information that I need here. I trust myself to be able to connect with the right people who will guide me where I need to go. Those kinds of thoughts are really beneficial thoughts that are more likely to get you to a successful end result. I love that. And and and. Those thoughts, especially if you think too, like if thoughts are what what generates our feelings and our feelings really motivate a lot of our actions and what we're doing, uh, then 
you wouldn't think a bad thought if you knew it was going to throw you into anxiety and stress. So if we knew a lot of things that we see that hold people back, for example, are things like perfectionism and like procrastination, for example, perfectionism and procrastination are really born out of trying to manage feelings of anxiety and feelings of anxiety are generated from our thoughts. So one of them would be is I can't go, I can't work on this business until I have everything perfect. So until all of my marketing materials are perfect, I can't even go out there. So while you're busy perfecting your materials and spending excess time doing that, and you're not out there pounding the pavement as you allow yourself to put out something that's good enough that you can continue to adjust over time and make it better over time, you are holding yourself back. You've got three other agents who went out with good enough marketing materials and started moving and learning from the process and learning what about those marketing materials worked and going back. It's, I always use the example of the iPhone. They, the iPhone, it's, it's continuously improving. Right, There's, getting you know, better. Right. So you should, if you, if we were to go back now, I didn't have this phrase when I had the the real estate business, but I have started using this with other businesses over time. And it's, you should always be considering yourself is what version am I on? And so of a brand new version, so brand new agent, your agent 1.0. And what is it going to take for you to go out and test, you know, put, you know, it's just like putting a beta, you know, a, a, a prototype product out or beta testing a service. It's putting it out in its minimum viable form. So I'm going to be the minimum viable agent that I can possibly be. And I'm going to learn from what I put out there. I'm going to get feedback that's going to tell me this is working, this isn't working. And then I'm going to adjust my behavior and then I'm going to create version 2.0. And that's where you go in and you improve your marketing materials. You improve your pitches, you improve, you improve your processes and then you work. And then over time, you know, then you're, you're, you're a much more sought after, more expensive version than number one. (laughs) I love that. I always say like, I'm in a hurry to get to that next version of me. Yes. Like that's my driver. That's right. why I read books. That's why I listen to podcasts. That's why I Absolutely. watch YouTube videos, whatever. Like I'm in a hurry to get to that next best version of me so I right. can serve my clients, my family, my kids, everybody around and meet new people and cultivate those relationships. Okay. So this is a great segue. If you could go back to Jen investing in that brokerage, what, oh. one or two things would you take with you that you know today that you feel would make the most impact in your real estate business? I would have taken more action. I would have managed my own mindset better. Action or inspired action? More inspired action. Absolutely. So I definitely had a growth mindset and I was definitely more prone to something that was a little bit more risky to jump into an entrepreneurial invent- venture. You know, I had, a, I had, yeah, I, and, I, and I loved that. So I was already in there, but I would have done it more. I would have allowed myself to fail more earlier on. And I would have, I would have done, I would have done both. So what we are talking about, I'm just like you. I'm I'm always looking for the next incremental best version of myself. And I think at that time, because it was really my first time out, I knew that to be true. I knew that you could learn from failure, but I still was holding back. 
And I still was, I was not looking, I was not looking at going, you know, business owner version 1.0. I wanted to jump to point, you know, version five. Right. right. And I wanted, and I was in the, and I thought that the way to jump to version five was to be a consumer of information. And I was doing so much of the research. So I wish that I was doing the research and putting in, so research, implement, research, implement, research, research, implement, adapt, research, implement, adapt. And, and I wish I was doing that in a speedier way. I also, something that, that is definitely a mindset issue. And it's something that I talk about. I have something that I work on with my clients and it's the, it's the confidence lab. And I, one of the, one of the classes, I actually just taught this class last night in my current in my current lab is the, how to make decisions quickly. And I, I think that if you can learn the skill of making smart, swift decisions and making lots of them moving forward, you will move forward and succeed a lot faster. I do think as a smart girl and someone who was an attorney, I had I had a tendency to overthink and and try to over prepare. And in entrepreneurship and in real estate, speed wins. And you don't have the luxury of sitting on information too long. You no, really you need to build to the plane that. after you jump off the cliff. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Build the plane, build the, you know, build your parachute on the way down is something I've always heard too. Like same, same concept. You can't, you don't have the luxury of time. If you are sitting still for too long there, your competition has already built their versions ahead of you and you're already in a losing, you're in a losing position. So, yeah. I love that. That's great. So Jen, this has been awesome. What is, for all of our listeners out there, if you can give somebody one gift, one takeaway to help them in their business and then their mindset, we've talked a lot about mindset here. What is that one thing that you would like to share? Don't believe everything you think. <laughs> I love it's that. Don't believe everything you think. And I, I, I believe I heard that the first time I heard some version of that was um, from Dr. Amen, uh, Daniel Amen. And oh, he's, yeah. a, he's a psychiatrist and he, and he talks about how we can get caught up in ruminating and go down these spirals of negative thinking that actually can impact their brain. And when I work with my clients, I work on not only the mindset and what you're thinking, but also on your wellness and how you're treating yourself because it all has a very big impact. But when we believe every random thought that pops into our head, that can get us caught up and stuck in a place of inaction. And if you can just sit back and say, all right, well, I have, and, and, and this is studies show that, and depending upon who you ask, we have somewhere between 60 and 80,000 thoughts a day. And most of them function in our subconscious, in the background, and and they're just habitual thoughts that were implanted there that not intentionally at all. So just because it pops out and it pops up in your head doesn't mean it's true. So sit back, get curious about your own thoughts as they pop up for you and say, all right, does that, is that true? Does that have to be true? 
Does it serve? And again, it goes back to, does that serve me to think it? So don't believe every single thing you think. And that's especially when the thoughts are are such that they might hold you back and keep you from taking that next best action that gets you to that next best version of you, that next best best agent version of you that holds you back and makes you a little bit afraid to take that next action, afraid or hesitant to reach out to that potential contact. If the thoughts around it are keeping you stuck and keeping you still, sit back and go, you know what? I don't have to believe that thought. What's a better thought? And then when you think of the better thought, what's an even better thought? You know, for example, reaching out to someone, if the thought is, um, oh, they're going to reject me and that's terrible. That's not a great thought. If the thought is, well, I'll reach out to them and they may not respond. It's a better thought. It's not a great one. If the thought is, well, if I reach out to them and that's, the monumental connection that I needed to make to really send to skyrocket my career, what would happen if I didn't make that connection? And then an even better thought is what if I reach out to a hundred people and I don't care about anything other than just that one? That's a great thought too. That's getting off autopilot. Absolutely. Just focus forward. Right. Most, and our brains are, we, I mean, we could talk for three hours on like how our brains are wired and our brains are wired for survival. So most of our thoughts are actually in order to protect us happen to be a little bit negative. They want to keep us still. So our brains are actually not wired for success in entrepreneurial endeavors, right? Anytime you want to go out and take a little bit of a risk and put yourself out there, have to try to pitch someone, sell something, that can all register or stir up negative thoughts in our brain that can keep us from doing what we need to do to get the thing that we want. So just like tame your brain and say, you know what? I don't have to believe every little thing you say. <laughs> Sometimes what I, another thing I've heard people call it is their inner lizard, yeah, right. Their, their, right? Your lizard brain, that, yeah. that old you know, dinosaur brain that doesn't really need to be listened to just because you thought it in her lizard doesn't mean that I need to engage or entertain it. I've got a better thought. And it's the thought that has me moving forward and has me being the very best agent I could possibly be. Yeah. I call my inner voice, Simon. So I'll constantly be like, shut up, Simon. We're not going that direction, right? We're going this way. Right. Right. That makes me think of like Simon Says, like Simon Says, I don't care what you say. That game. Maybe that's where it came (laughs) from. I played that game as a child all the time. (laughs) I love that. I love that you gave it its own name. Simon, Simon, Simon doesn't always have the answers. Simon sometimes really can screw you up. Simon's usually wrong because Simon's (laughs) on autopilot, you know, (laughs) like. (laughs) That is a great, but honestly, that is a phenomenal thought. Simon is usually wrong. What an empowering thought that is. I absolutely love that. I want to share that with people. All right, let's do it. I love that. That's amazing. Okay, Jen, I want to be yeah. respectful of your time. This has been absolutely. awesome. Um, where can people find you? People can find me at, I have my, my company is called the Bold Fire Institute. They can find me at, at boldfireinstitute.com. They can also find me on Instagram at jengrasso.co. 
And you can also search for me, Jen Grasso, on, on LinkedIn. I'm there and I'm also on Facebook. And on Facebook, I have a Facebook group called Mind, Body, and Business Breakthroughs. And I focus on looking at entrepreneurship and business leaders through the lens of you bringing in the entire human factor, that it's not just about business strategies. It is about bringing in your mindset and your well-being as a whole to to create a true success story for yourself. Guys, if you're listening or looking or watching or whatever, I urge you to check out Jen and Jen's stuff. It's awesome. Jen, thanks for being here today. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. privilege. Thank you. Honored. Hey guys, it's Ray. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Thanks so much for being here and we'll see you on the next one.